This is episode 171. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello everyone. Welcome. My name is Siope. I am one of the hosts here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We are anxiously awaiting Kimber's return, and you'll be hearing some podcast episodes from her in the near future. However, for now, I am filling in, and I'm glad to do so because ADHD is something that I am passionate about, and I'm also passionate about helping families deal with ADHD issues to help their children succeed. This podcast is centered around a father and a son. So Mark called me for coaching for his son Spencer, who has been officially diagnosed with ADHD. And Mark and I began discussing everything that's happening in the home, things that are going well, things that could use improvement. And Mark mentioned something that I have heard over and over and over again during coaching sessions. He said, hey, you know, I believe I have ADHD. I have not been diagnosed, but I believe I have always had ADHD. So we were discussing his experience and growing up with ADHD. And as an adult looking back, he could see some of the signs of ADHD as manifested through his son's behavior. So Mark and I started to talk about this, and it brought to mind all the other parents who have called in about ADHD. I get a lot of parents who call in for coaching who either have ADHD or who believe they have ADHD or who have never experienced ADHD. But there are so many parents that call in and say, I have never been officially diagnosed, but I believe I have ADHD. So this podcast is dedicated to those parents. It's dedicated to parents who believe they have ADHD, but have not been officially diagnosed. So we're going to talk about adult ADHD, some of the symptoms and triggers. We're going to also talk about approaches in ways that an adult can deal with ADHD, and then we will top it off with a skill that you can use to help your child. Now remember, our focus is to help the child in this situation. How do we help children who are dealing with ADHD manage and be successful in the environments that they are in? So, Although I'll be talking about adults with ADHD, this is transferable information to your child because your child is learning from you how they can deal and experience the world. And so you have a role to play in helping your child reach that point. So the skill that we're going to top everything off with is role playing. Okay. So let's talk about ADHD itself in adults. All right. Many times parents can call in and say, hey, I believe I have had ADHD all my life, but it hasn't been diagnosed officially. You can go and still get diagnosed if you want to know for sure. But what you will notice is your ADHD symptoms will impede your ability to function overall. And this can stem from either the hyperactivity, the impulsiveness, the distractibility, all of those things can manifest itself in adults. 
Now, the way that you can determine whether or not this is a problem is if it affects your everyday life. And it's a little different in adults because adults can make different choices about what they do in any given situation. So if you're talking about impulsivity, you want to be looking at things like, are you impulsively spending? Are you impulsively eating? Are you highly distractible? Let's say that you want to clean a room and you pick up two pieces of, you know, things that need to be put away, and then you get completely distracted on one of the pieces and end up, you know, playing with it or looking at it or doing something completely different so you cannot remain on task. Those types of things are symptoms of ADHD in adults. Now, we are all distractible to some extent. And we live in a world that, where everything is pulling our attention. But does this affect your overall ability to do things around the home? This often will look like, you know, a lot of things that are unfinished in your home because of the, you know, distractibility or the impulsivity. Are you prone to like spending large amounts of money somewhere that could also be a symptom. So it looks a little bit different with adults, and adults have had a lot more time to deal with some of these symptoms, and so it can look slightly different. You can still go and get assessed, but the majority of the time, parents can recognize if they have had it or if they have ADHD based on just their observation of their children and their own traits. So really, really important for you. Now, if you are an adult and these are some of your triggers, some of the symptoms of ADHD for you, if you have trouble sleeping, um, you know, you're just up way late at night, uh, irritability, I mean, all those things are symptoms. But if you find that these things are consistently happening, you're going to start to feel a lot of stress. So stress at work, stress at home, stress with friends, relationships, you're going to have a really, really difficult time. And ADHD, a lot of people can have it. It only becomes a problem when it interferes with your everyday life. So as a parent, if it's interfering with your parenting, then that's a problem. And you'll want to look for some type of solution in managing your own ADHD. Now, once you can determine what the symptoms are for you or the, the triggers, what they are for you, there are things that you can do. If you are officially diagnosed with ADHD, you can make medication. And medication is obviously given by your medical professional. So you're going to have to go through them in order to be officially diagnosed with ADHD and then find a medication that best fits what you are going to do. Now, Medication for a lot of adults is a difficult thing because when you're highly distractible, you're impulsive, sometimes you forget to take your meds and it's less effective overall. It's kind of a juggling act. And in many instances, a lot of adults don't want to take medication because of the side effects. All medication come with side effects. We just know that. So you'll want to ask your physician, what are the side effects of this medication if you choose to do that? There are alternatives to medication. So medication can work through with education. So understanding your ADHD is crucial. 
There is a book I highly recommend for adults who struggle with ADHD. The book is called Fast Mind, How to Thrive If You Have ADHD or You Think You Might. It's written by Craig Sermon, who's a medical doctor, Tim Bilkey, who's a medical doctor, and Karen Weintraub. Now, Craig Sermon is an associate professor at Harvard University, and he came up with his education plan, and it actually helps the adult understand ADHD in, in a very concrete way. And this book is also a workbook, so it Parents can go through it and work through their own issues related to ADHD. Highly effective. A lot of people recommend this book. And again, the name of the book is Fast Minds, How to Thrive if You Have ADHD. So that is something that you can do. You can also use cognitive behavioral therapy. You can go to therapy for ADHD. And this will help you deal with what it is that you are struggling with in your mind. Cognitive behavioral therapy has been around a long time, and it's used quite a bit in different arenas when it comes to mental health. But it can help adults with ADHD change their thinking patterns and develop skills that make living with ADHD easier. So it can focus on what behaviors are best. Now, something that you do need to be careful of is if you're dealing with another mental health condition that's not already under control, you need to deal with that first. So if you are struggling with a lot of depression or anxiety, or if you have substance abuse issues, if you have any of those and they're more manifest and they're really strong, you want to deal with those first before you want to focus in on the ADHD. But your physician will be able to guide you. Now, the way that the physician will guide you is they will assess all the different things that you're struggling with, and they will determine, okay, which is the one that we are going to focus on first to help decrease it, or are we going to do maybe one or two things in order to address the depression and anxiety. So, you're going to have to work really closely with your medical professional in determining how to make this function. Now, in addition to that, you can receive coaching, which is what I do here at Smarter Parenting. You can call up and work with a coach solely focused on organizational strategies, on actions, on making decisions. And this is where coaching can be really helpful because coaching also helps people stay on task. You have like a reporting buddy that you can communicate with or talk to that will help you in your overall goals towards overcoming ADHD. In addition to this, you can uh, use mindfulness. That is a focus on living in the present moment rather than thinking about the past or worrying about the future. And this takes a lot of practice. I highly recommend with mindfulness that you do get someone who can walk you through it because it's difficult for people with ADHD to just sit down and do a guided mindfulness exercise. They often will struggle doing that because it's so relaxing and yet at the same time requires a lot of uh, focus and energy. So have somebody there to guide you through the process. Now, um, in addition to all of these things, you are going to need, if you're an adult with ADHD, you're going to need to pay attention to your physicality, your, how physically active you are, how healthy you eat, 
and that you get adequate sleep. Now, all these things will help with ADHD. For me, I have found that sleep is one of the key essential tools to help me focus throughout the day and also get a lot of things done. If I don't have a good night's sleep, then I really struggle. There's one thing you should know about me as well. You know, I will scrimp and save in other areas. I'm a very uh, frugal person, but there are two areas where I do not skimp at all. The first area I will never skimp on is getting a good night's rest, meaning I will spend whatever it costs to get an appropriate mattress that I feel restful on, and I will be sure that the mattress and the pillows is as comfortable as possible so I can sleep well. And so, you know, if you were to walk into my house and look at everything that's here, probably one of the most expensive pieces of furniture I own is my bed. And I figure because I'm spending one third of my life asleep that it's appropriate to spend that much on your sleeping accommodations. I am so comfortable in my bed and it helps me get so much rest that even when I travel, it's difficult for me to be comfortable because my bed just knows me and I upgrade it as I go because I change too. So sleep is one of those things that if you can focus on getting sleep, sleep can really recharge your brain and your body and your thinking and really help you deal with things like depression, anxiety, nothing like getting a good amount of sleep for your body letting your mind rest. Now, in addition to that, I will always find things that help me sleep better. So uh, whether or not it is having a bedtime routine that prepares me for bed, I do have one of those part of my self-care regimen. It does take some time and I have to plan for it. However, once I lay down to go to bed at night, my body knows I need to rest. I do keep my phone by my bed at this time, but I don't look at it. I only use it as a watch, and I have the discipline enough not to look at it at all because having the screen on will keep me awake for another hour. So I just put it off to the side. If you have a hard time with this, put your phone somewhere else in the house where you can't reach it so you can get some sleep. Anyways, sleep is highly effective. Staying physically fit is highly effective and eating healthy food. Eating is also something that I don't skimp on. I'm very careful about being sure that I get enough nutrients, that I'm getting enough protein, because if I don't feel good in the morning when I wake up from my sleep, then I am highly distractible for the rest of the day. So those are the two areas I don't really skimp on. And when I say skimp, I just mean I really am deliberate and intentional in my approach to sleep and my intentions for eating healthy. So those are the areas you're going to have to make some lifestyle changes. And this is what I told Mark. You need to make some lifestyle changes in order to help you deal with your ADHD in order to help your son deal with his ADHD. Now, when Mark and I were communicating, we started to talk about his issues with ADHD in his home. Has he been officially diagnosed? No. Are there signs and symptoms that are interfering with his parenting? Yes. And it's the ADHD 
piece that he hasn't learned to deal with or to work through. So I gave Mark the reference that resource, the book, Fast Minds, How to Thrive If You Have ADHD or Think You Might, to have him work through it. And I also wanted to work with him on the skill of role-playing, which we have on the Smarter Parenting website. The skill of role-playing is highly effective because if he can role-play these things with his child, the things that he is learning and that he is applying, the more likely his son will be able to adopt them. Now, role-playing requires that you demonstrate to your child and then have your child demonstrate it back to you. And this can look a lot of different ways when you're dealing with the symptoms of ADHD. Getting some sleep, for example, if there's a bedtime routine, have your child observe you doing their bedtime routine and then having them do the bedtime routine. Those things are very helpful for a child so they can see and experience it. Now remember, children with ADHD will always learn better if you can use multiple senses to help them learn. So use all the senses. And that's why role-playing is effective. It involves both seeing, hearing, experiencing, feeling, movement. I mean, it involves so many of the different senses as they are doing it and as they see you do it that it's more likely to stick in their head as something that is more absolute rather than using just words. So giving your child a lecture on, you know, going to bed or giving your child a lecture on, you know, this is what you need to do to address your behaviors. Lectures are going to be least effective for children with ADHD. They need to experience things. And if you can focus in on the things they need to do through role playing, you're going to be far more effective. You can find a video of role playing on the Smarter Parenting website. It has instructions on how you do it, how you demonstrate a new skill, for example, to your child, how your child is supposed to show you back what it is that they understood, and how you can make corrections if they need to make corrections in what they are learning from you. So if you jump over to the Smarter Parenting website, you can go ahead and find that. It's a great video. It doesn't take very long, probably around five, six minutes. And you'll get multiple examples as well on how to use the skill of role-playing. During this podcast, we, we talked about Mark and Spencer. Mark is a father who's called in who has his own adult ADHD issues that are interfering with his parenting, his son Spencer. So we talked about adult ADHD. We talked about symptoms. We talked about resources that are available. And again, the resource Fast Minds how to Thrive If You Have ADHD or Think You Might. That's the name of the book in the workbook by Craig Sermon, Tim Bilkey, and Karen Weintraub. Great book. It's a great book for adults. And then we also talked about why role-playing will be highly effective for you as a parent who is dealing with your own ADHD issues as well as helping your child deal with the ADHD issues. In closing with Mark, I talked to him about being able to work through his own issues first and then helping his child or working in tandem. So Mark is going to be working on getting adequate sleep. That was his focus. And so he was going to do a bedtime routine. He's going to establish one for his son. And then they were going to focus on trying to get as much rest as possible because he 
he has a hard time sleeping, but he does feel better if he can get a lot of sleep. So that's the area that they were focusing on. And again, for me, sleep is one of those things that highly effective in helping me regulate myself throughout the day. So anyways, that's what Mark was going to focus on first, and then we will start to build on that. A lot of parents want changes to happen super fast, but I will be honest with you. In my experience, lasting change takes time. You want to be very deliberate and intentional about each step that you make instead of running through the orchard and grabbing as many apples as you can and trying to hold them while you're running. It is always better to walk, take what you need, and be able to really enjoy the moment, but also focus on the moment in order to move forward. So people with ADHD tend to have little patience. I don't have a lot of patience. So that's the analogy that I use is sometimes people with ADHD just want things done quick, fast, boom. And I wish there was a magic power that can make that happen. However, if you are deliberate and you are specific and intentional in your approach, you're going to have changes that are far more effective and last far longer than if you just run through something and then it works for a while and then it changes. Okay, so we're looking for transformation through information and not just information okay so transformation is the goal here at smarter parenting well that's it for me i'm wishing mark and spencer well we'll follow up with them and see how things are going in a future podcast episode and um, i'm excited to see what is going to happen mark is going to go in and see if he does have adult adhd although he thinks he has and to be honest, during our discussion, I think he has it too. So, but I'm not diagnosing him. I'm going to let the medical professional in his area diagnose him, but he shows all the signs of an adult with ADHD. So we'll follow up with Mark and Spencer in a later episode. And I want to thank them for allowing me to share their information during this podcast. That's it for me this week. And I will see you again next week. All right. Bye. Bye.